2 Kings chapter 5 Now Naaman, the commander of the army of the king of Aram, was a great man in his master's sight and highly regarded, for through him the Lord had given victory to Aram, and he was a mighty man of valor, but he was a leper. At this time the Arameans had gone out in bands and had taken a young girl from the land of Israel, and she was serving Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, If only my master would go to the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. And Naaman went and told his master what the girl from the land of Israel had said. Go now, said the king of Aram, and I will send you with a letter to the king of Israel. So Naaman departed, taking with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten sets of clothing. And the letter that he took to the king of Israel stated, With this letter I am sending my servant Naaman, so that you may cure him of his leprosy. When the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and asked, Am I God, killing and giving life, that this man expects me to cure a leper? Surely you can see that he is seeking a quarrel with me. Now when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, he sent a message to the king. Why have you torn your clothes? Please let the man come to me and he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and chariots and stood at the door of Elisha's house. Then Elisha sent him a messenger who said, Go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan, and your flesh will be restored and you will be clean. But Naaman went away angry, saying, I thought that he would surely come out, stand and call on the name of the Lord his God, and wave his hand over the spot to cure my leprosy. Are not the Abana and the Farbra the rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not have washed in them and been cleansed? So he turned and went away in a rage. Naaman's servants, however, approached him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do some great thing, would you not have done it? How much more then when he tells you, Wash and be cleansed? So Naaman went down and dipped himself in the Jordan seven times according to the word of the man of God. And his flesh was restored and became like that of a little child, and he was clean. Then Naaman and all his attendants went back to the man of God, stood before him and declared, Now I know for sure that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. So please accept a gift from your servant. But Elisha replied, as surely as the Lord lives, before whom I stand, I will not accept it. And although Naaman urged him to accept it, he refused. If you will not, said Naaman, please let me, your servant, be given as much soil as a pair of mules can carry, for your servant will never again make a burnt offering or a sacrifice to any other god but the Lord. Yet may the Lord forgive your servant this one thing, when my master goes into the temple of Rimmon to worship there, and he leans on my arm, and I bow down in the temple of Rimmon, may the Lord forgive your servant in this matter. Go in peace, said Elisha. But after Naaman had traveled a short distance, Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said, Look, my master has spared this Aramea Naaman while not accepting what he brought. As surely as the Lord lives, I will run after him and get something from him. So Gehazi pursued Naaman, and when Naaman saw him running toward him, he got down from the chariot to meet him and asked, Is everything all right? 
Everything is all right, Gehazi replied. My master has sent me to say, I have just now discovered that two young men from the sons of the prophets have come to me from the hill country of Ephraim. Please give them a talent of silver and two sets of clothing. But Naaman insisted, Please take two talents. And he urged Gehazi to accept them. Then he tied up two talents of silver in two bags along with two sets of clothing and gave them to two of his servants, who carried them ahead of Gehazi. When Gehazi came to the hill, he took the gifts from the servants and stored them in the house. Then he dismissed the men, and they departed. When Gehazi went in and stood before his master, Elisha asked him, Gehazi, where have you been? Your servant did not go anywhere, he replied. But Elisha questioned him, Did not my spirit go with you when the man got down from his chariot to meet you? Is this the time to accept money and clothing, olive groves and vineyards, sheep and oxen, men servants and maidservants? Therefore the leprosy of Naaman will cling to you and your descendants forever. And as Gehazi left his presence, he was leprous, as white as snow. Chapter 6 Now the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, Please take note that the place where we meet with you is too small for us. Please let us go to the Jordan, where each of us can get a log, so we can build ourselves a place to live there. Go, said Elisha. Then one of them said, Please come with your servants. I will come, he replied. So Elisha went with them, and when they came to the Jordan, they began to cut down some trees. As one of them was cutting down a tree, the iron axe head fell into the water. Oh, my master, he cried out, it was borrowed. Where did it fall? asked the man of God. And when he showed in the place, the man of God cut a stick, threw it there, and made the iron float. Lift it out, he said, and the man reached out his hand and took it. Now the king of Aram was at war against Israel. After consulting with his servants, he said, My camp will be in such and such a place. Then the man of God sent word to the king of Israel, Be careful passing by this place, for the Arameans are going down there. So the king of Israel sent word to the place the man of God had pointed out. Time and again, Elisha warned the king so that he was on his guard in such places. For this reason, the king of Aram became enraged and called his servants to demand of them, Tell me which one of us is on the side of the king of Israel. But one of his servants replied, No one, my lord the king, for Elisha, the prophet in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. So the king said, Go and see where he is, that I may send men to capture him. On receiving the report, Elisha is in Dothan. The king of Aram sent horses, chariots, and a great army. They went there by night and surrounded the city. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early in the morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. So he asked Elisha, Oh, my master, what are we to do? Do not be afraid. Elisha answered, For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed, O oh Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw that the hills were full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. As the Arameans came down against him, Elisha prayed to the Lord, Please strike these people with blindness. So he struck them with blindness, according to the word of Elisha. And Elisha told them, This is not the way, and this is not the city. 
Follow me, and I will take you to the men you are seeking. And he led them to Samaria. When they had entered Samaria, Elisha said, O Lord, open the eyes of these men that they may see. Then the Lord opened their eyes, and they looked around and discovered that they were in Samaria. And when the king of Israel saw them, he asked Elisha, My father, shall I kill them? Shall I kill them? Do not kill them, he replied. Would you kill those you have captured with your own sword or bow? Set food and water before them, that they may eat and drink, and then return to their master. So the king prepared a great feast for them, and after they had finished eating and drinking, he sent them away, and they returned to their master. And the Aramean raiders did not come into the land of Israel again. Sometime later, Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, assembled his entire army and marched up to besiege Samaria. So there was a great famine in Samaria. Indeed, they besieged the city so long that a donkey's head sold for eighty shekels of silver, and a quarter cab of dove's dung sold for five shekels of silver. As the king of Israel was passing by on the wall, a woman cried out to him, Help me, my lord the king! He answered, If the lord does not help you, where can I find help for you? From the threshing floor or the wine press? Then the king asked her, What is the matter? And she answered, This woman said to me, Give up your son, that we may eat him, and tomorrow we will eat my son. So we boiled my son and ate him. And the next day I said to her, Give up your son, that we may eat him. But she had hidden her son. When the king heard the words of the woman, he tore his clothes. And as he passed by on the wall, the people saw the sackcloth under his clothes, next to his skin. He announced, May God punish me, and ever so severely, if the head of Elisha, son of Shaphat, remains on his shoulders through this day. Now Elisha was sitting in his house, and the elders were sitting with him. The king sent a messenger ahead, but before he arrived, Elisha said to the elders, Do you see how this murderer has sent someone to cut off my head? Look, when the messenger comes, shut the door to keep him out. Is not the sound of his master's footsteps behind him? While Elisha was still speaking with them, the messenger came down to him, and the king said, This calamity is from the Lord. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer? Chapter 7 Then Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says. About this time tomorrow at the gate of Samaria, a say of fine flour will sell for a shekel, and two says of barley will sell for a shekel. But the officer on whose arm the king leaned answered the man of God, Look, even if the Lord were to make windows in heaven, could this really happen? You will see it with your own eyes, replied Elisha, but you will not eat any of it. Now there were four men with leprosy at the entrance of the city gate, and they said to one another, Why just sit here until we die? If we say, Let us go into the city, we will die there from the famine in the city. But if we sit here, we will also die. So come now, let us go over to the camp of the Arameans. If they let us live, we will live. If they kill us, we will die. So they arose at twilight and went to the camp of the Arameans. But when they came to the outskirts of the camp, there was not a man to be found. For the Lord had caused the Arameans to hear the sound of chariots, horses, and a great army, so that they said to one another, Look, the king of Israel must have hired the kings of the Hittites and Egyptians to attack us. Thus the Arameans had arisen and fled at twilight, 
abandoning their tents and horses and donkeys. The camp was intact, and they had run for their lives. When the lepers reached the edge of the camp, they went into the tent to eat and drink. Then they carried off the silver, gold, and clothing and went and hid them. On returning, they entered another tent, carried off some items from there, and hid them. Finally, they said to one another, We're not doing what is right. Today is a day of good news. If we are silent and wait until morning light, our sin will overtake us. Now therefore, let us go and tell the king's household. So they went and called out to the gatekeepers of the city, saying, We went to the Aramean camp, and no one was there, not a trace, only tethered horses and donkeys, and the tents were intact. The gatekeepers shouted the news, and it was reported to the king's household. So the king got up in the night and said to his servants, Let me tell you what the Arameans have done to us. They know we are starving, so they have left the camp to hide in the field, thinking, When they come out of the city, we will take them alive and enter the city. But one of his servants replied, Please have scouts take five of the horses that remain in the city. Their plight will be no worse than all the Israelites who are left here. You can see that all the Israelites here are doomed. So let us send them and find out. Then the scouts took two chariots with horses, and the king sent them after the Aramean army, saying, Go and see. And they trekked them as far as the Jordan, and indeed, the whole way was littered with the clothing and equipment the Arameans had thrown off in haste. So the scouts returned and told the king. Then the people went out and plundered the camp of the Arameans. It was then that a say of fine flour sold for a shekel, and two says of barley sold for a shekel, according to the word of the Lord. Now the king had appointed the officer on whose arm he leaned to be in charge of the gate, but the people trampled him in the gateway, and he died, just as the man of God had foretold when the king had come to him. It happened just as the man of God had told the king. About this time tomorrow at the gate of Samaria, two says of barley will sell for a shekel, and a say of fine flour will sell for a shekel. And the officer had answered the man of God, Look, even if the Lord were to make windows in heaven, could this really happen? So Elisha had replied, You will see it with your own eyes, but you will not eat any of it. And that is just what happened to him. The people trampled him in the gateway, and he died. 